It's the Buckeye Blitz. I am Tito Jeff Fittall. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Uh, we are on FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Um, again, follow me on Twitter. We got a lot to get into today with the Buckeyes, and uh, we are inside of seven weeks, uh, or a little more than six weeks now, for Ohio State, Indiana to kick off the NFL, the college football season for Ohio State. Um, and uh, we are inside of we got about five weeks until we have the start of the college football season with the week zero thing they do uh, with some meaningless games. But Notre Dame and Navy is probably the biggest one on the docket there. I think USC is also playing uh, San Jose State. But nonetheless, uh, let's get into the Buckeye talk now. And Ohio State recently announced 14 new members into the um, Ohio State Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, the class includes a few football players. Malcolm Jenkins, one of the best defensive backs ever to play for Ohio State. Uh, Nick Mangold, uh, the center for Ohio State, went on to have a very long NFL career playing for the Jets primarily. Um, Rick Middleton, a football player from Ohio State as well, who played in the Woody era. Kelsey Mitchell, women's basketball uh, standout. And um, she also just uh, had her first WNBA All-Star Game appearance this past weekend. Uh, she's going as well. Tom Ryan, the wrestling coach, among others. But there's a couple I wanted to highlight that maybe uh, you didn't know about. The, but Rick Middleton, by the way, played from 71 to 73 um, with Ohio State. But a couple of people that are on this list, though, that I found very interesting. Um, first, let's talk about Kelsey Mitchell because her accomplishments. Uh, she was the fastest player in Big Ten history to get to 1,000 career points. When she retired, when she left Ohio State, she was the all-time leader in uh, three-pointers made in the NCAA with 497 which was 92 better than the previous record holder, four-time uh, first-team All-Big Ten, 2015 Big Ten Freshman of the Year, and uh, now playing for the Indiana Fever. Um, and uh, like I said, she was the uh, an all-star this past weekend. But Renee Powell is getting inducted into the Ohio State Athletics Hall of Fame, and she's a, a former women's golfer. And what's interesting about her story now, um, and this all the stuff I got from OhioStateBuckeyes.com, you can go find it and look at all the bios of the 14 people that are going in. I think there's now almost 500 people going to be in the Ohio State uh, Athletics Hall of Fame that was founded, started in 1977. Renee Paldo, um, her father, Bill, was the first African-American to design, uh, uh, build, and own his own golf course in the United States, which I found very interesting. And he also coached her. He coached Renee Powell. Renee Powell um, started at Ohio University down in Athens. And then uh, for a couple of years, she was there. But she became um, – she was distressed by the fact that when they traveled, the golf team did not take her with them because they were afraid about some racial tension. Again, this according to OhioStateBuckeyes.com. So she left OUF two years, came to Ohio State, was named um, captain of the Ohio State team in 1967 – and uh, the first black student athlete to lead a major university golf team. She did play four times for Ohio State. Uh, she won the Worcester College Invitational, the North South America, North South Amateur, was second in the Midwest uh, Collegiate Tournament and third at the Women's National Collegiate Tournament. So then she turns pro. And she was the second black woman to ever play on the LPGA Tour. The first one to play in a in the British Men's Professional Golf Tournament. She played at the Surrey PGA Championship. And... Um, she ended up doing so many great things after that. She competed more than 250, competed more than 200 events, uh, retired in 1980, and she became the head pro of the family golf course in East Canton, Ohio, Clearview Golf Club. Uh, that was the one her father designed. Um, so one of the ones her father designed, I should say. And she's in the PGA America Hall of Fame along with her father, and they're the, they were the first father-daughter pair to go into the uh, PGA America Hall of Fame. So interesting story about her and – I don't think um, it gets 
probably publicized enough by Ohio State. So, I, you know, if, when things like this happen, I can read that. I want to pass it on to Buckeye fans because it is really a cool story. Go back and look it up again. Uh, her name uh, is Renee Powell, women's golf, 1967 with Ohio State. And again, the the first um, African-American um the first African-American, the first black student athlete to lead a major university's golf team. So anyway, uh, she's going to the Hall of Fame. Also another one, then Joe Roberts. Now, Joe Roberts uh, was a three-year letter winner for Ohio State, played under Fred Taylor, played on the 1960 basketball championship team. And he was the first African-American captain in program history for Ohio State. So uh, he's co-captains of the 1959-60 team that uh, won the national title and went 25-3. and three. Uh, he was on the same team with Bobby Knight, John Havlicek, and Jerry Lucas. So uh, he ended up playing in the NBA and the ABA. He passed away back in 2022 at the age of 86. But if you go ahead and look at it. It's really cool. It's a neat thing that the um, OhioStateBuckeyes.com does. Where they go through and uh, they put all bios for everybody on those 14 players that are go- 14 former um, 14 athletes and coaches are going in. Uh, I say coaches because Tom Ryan also the wrestling coach for Ohio State since 2007. He's going in as well had a lot of success there so far still a coach at ohio state for wrestling but he is going in as well uh, a couple of buckeyes are in consideration for the college football hall of fame class of 2024 james lornitis the current grad assistant coach for ohio state um, who was a three-time first team all-american two-time big 10 defensive player of the year and uh, um he uh, did obviously one of the greatest linebackers in Ohio State history, won the 2007 Butkus Award, uh, led Ohio State in tackles three straight seasons, had a long NFL career too uh, with the Rams, so primarily with the Rams. But James Laurinaitis uh, also, he's being in, considered for the class 2024. Also Chris Ward, the uh, Ohio State offensive tackle who blocked for Archie Griffin, and uh, he was a consensus All-American in 1976, unanimous in 1977. Uh, again, first-team All-American there, three-time first-team All-Big Ten. And uh, the Buckeyes had a share of four conference titles in his time there. So both of those guys are being considered for the College Football Hall of Fame. Last one I want to get into is the um, Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, announced uh, 60 members that are semifinalists in the seniors and coaches contributors categories for the class of 2024 so what they basically do is there's 31 players that were named uh, by the seniors committee there's a 12 person seniors committee and a 12 person coach contributor committee and 31 semifinalists got named uh for the uh, seniors committee and then another uh, 29 in the coach contributor area there and uh the players former buckeyes who were in that what happened by the way is now they whittle it down again um we get to the finals they'll get to um 25 finalists and then they will end up whittling it down between the two committees they could have up to three that they will then send to the final voting process by the regular if you would hall of fame committee so still some ways to go but 60 uh names were thrown out there and two former buckeyes one randy gratishar randy gratishar played linebacker for ohio state one of the first great linebackers for ohio state um you can look at like uh, Gratishar in the Hayes era, and then it goes on to like, like a Marcus Merrick type thing. Uh, Spielman and Pepper Johnson are in that. Katz and Moyer. Uh, then you got the AJ Hawk, Carpenter, Laurinaitis, those guys. The, the run of linebackers, though, through Ohio State, though. Randy Gratishar, one of the first ones to really um, stand out. And then he went and had a big, uh, big NFL career with the uh, Denver Broncos played on their orange crush defense, which I always love that nickname played for the Denver Broncos orange crush defense for 10 years. Um, 
all pro seven times and uh, I'm sorry, Pro Bowl seven times, not all pro, big difference. Pro Bowl seven times and also led them to the Super Bowl, a big part of their defense. They played with Tom Jackson, who you remember from ESPN, used to do um, primetime with Chris Berman for a long time. But anyway, Gratishar was on that team. They went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Cowboys 27 to 10. Red Miller was their coach, but a uh, great NFL career for him as well. He is one of those uh, 31 of the senior players. Other one, Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall from Columbus East High School. And uh, Marshall uh, left before senior year. I didn't know that at Ohio State. I found this out also. But he left uh, before senior year, played in the CFL for a year. Then he was uh, uh, traded to the Browns in like a CFL-NFL transaction. I didn't know about that. He played with the Browns in 1960 and then was traded um, to the Vikings and then the, uh, for some picks in the 1962 NFL draft. He played until 1979. He had a record at the time, 232 straight games played. Was on the um, he did start 207, 282. Excuse me, I'm sorry, 282 was the number he had, which was a record until uh, a punter Jeff Fegels broke it, which shouldn't count. The damn punter shouldn't count in consecutive games played. Anyway, uh, Marshall did start 270 straight games, and that record stood until Brett Favre broke that one. Uh, Marshall, two-time Pro Bowler, and part of that. Uh, Vikings Purple People Eaters defense, which was just uh, phenomenal at him, had uh, Carl Eller uh, at the other defensive end. They were both defensive ends, Marshall and Carl Eller, Alan Page, and uh, Gary Larson were the defensive tackles. He had 127 sacks, second most in team history behind Eller. And um, when he retired, this is what's interesting to me, when he retired in 1979, Jim Marshall had played every single game in Vikings history. So uh, cool thing there. We'll find out more about him. Um, uh, if he and if uh, Gratishar, as they whittle down the voting process, we'll keep you posted on that to see if they get in the Hall of Fame. Both are worthy of it, but the Profile Hall of Fame is very selective on these things. And again, there's they're going to take at most three total to advance them to a final vote. So there's a chance none will get in. There's also a chance up to three people could get in among the coach contributor. And uh, not that this is Buckeye related, but Ken Anderson of the Bengals, not in the Hall of Fame yet. He is one of the finalists as well. I'm shocked that Ken Anderson's not in the Hall of Fame yet. I would think he would have been by now. So anyway, uh, look, we're getting close to Ohio State football season. Lots more to talk about. Um, We're going to talk tomorrow. I I got an interesting note about Marvin Harrison Jr. to share with you on the next show that I do. But um, this has been... The Buckeye Daily Blitz. Again, I'm Jeff Fidal. Follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at Bit Happens, where I'm at. Thanks so much for spending time with us here. Fan Stream Sports powered by DSP Media. This has been the Buckeyes Daily Blitz.